This is part two, but it's my favorite part because it's the Q&A that ensues after my keynote about tying community creation to the center of your go-to-market strategy. This is a keynote that I gave inside the peak community for top 1% marketers hosted by Sangram Vajre, the best community that I've really seen and been a part of. I really can't say enough about it, but it's my favorite part because this is just practical advice on engagement, on the tactics of how you grow a community, how Sangram's done it, how the other people in that group have done it. You know, the beauty of being part of that community is that I'm basically the dumbest guy in the room. So having these super talented marketers like Paul and Kaleem and Joe and Sangram pop in and add their two cents, give their context by itself. This standalone episode is full of really, really good nuggets. But if you want to get the full scope, go back and listen to the first part. And if you want to see the video, it is inside Peak Community, but I have it recorded. So you can reach out to me. Uh, My email is in the show notes. Otherwise, enjoy this awesome back and forth with a couple of super, super smart people. And your boy. See ya. If you know how it is, then you know how it might be. But think what it would look like if you grow your own community. It ain't easy. That's why you're listening to hear experiences from others just like you and me. Welcome. To the B2B Community Builder Podcast, a show that was started because if you can unlock the power of having a community around your business, then you will create a source of referrals, validation, marketing content, and product feedback that will be unbeatable. But who has time to think about building a community when you need to be making sure that your team has what it needs to succeed in serving clients and bringing in revenue? That is why we'll be talking to business leaders like you and I that have cracked the code on why the community play is so valuable, how to implement tactics that got them there while still serving short-term goals, and what they can teach you that they have mastered. This show is for you if you are a CEO, CMO, or simply a rainmaker that has realized that without a community, you are just a commodity but haven't figured out how to add it to your infinite list of priorities. This show is for you if you are a community professional or trying to be a community professional that is trying to convince leadership about the need to invest in a community strategy. This show is not for you if you think transactions are more valuable than relationships. I am your host and chief executive connector, Pablo Gonzalez co-founder of BeTheStage.Live, a marketing company that specializes in relationship-driven growth. I invented the relationship flywheel, and hopefully, I'm your new best friend. So smash that subscribe button, leave a rating when you do, and get ready to plug into the power of community creation for business development. Let's go. Thanks so much, Pablo. That was fantastic. Uh, Does anybody have any questions out there? Scott looks like he's got a question. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm just on the community. This is like for, we have like the, the peak, right? That's kind of a fellow marketers, fellow similar, right? Type, type of a deal. And then you have a community of people that love your products or love, love, your, love your company. You know what I mean? So is there, do you define, how do you define those differently? I mean, does that make sense? You know, like, like Refined Labs, you know, and Chris Walker, it's almost like, you got a bunch of um, he has raving fans, you know that that are they are marketing people and stuff, but they're really they're the community is more wrapped around him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of thinking about I, as you went I along. Think, 
Yeah, I, I'm just going to say, I think that the more you make the stage about others, the better the community is, right? And that's why Peak is so valuable. So the Chris Walker community is cool. If you show up every single week, there's only one way to be part of that community. You got to show up every single week. The more accessible you make it, the better, right? And by accessibility, I mean multiple things. I mean, how much do you offer the stage? That's the ultimate accessibility. How much do you have a platform where you can connect week to week when people are interacting that you're the host of, that you're the host of the party? Are they, are they hanging out in your house making friends or are they, or are they hanging out on at the bar making friends with each other because they met at your show, right? Like you can have the house. That's the peak community. And, and, and to me, it's, there's a, there's some kind of intersecting graph between the how long it takes for that community to turn into a revenue engine and how sustainable the community is going to be based on how much you make it about yourself versus how much you make it about shared passions or those content pillars. Brother, <laughs> i got a question. Yeah. No, wait, oh, okay. What are your thoughts around, oh, well, I've got a lot of questions, but I'll, I'll just, I'll make it easy for you. Engagement. What are your thoughts around engagement? You know, engagement has been a big thing around community over the years. In the beginning, everyone thought, yeah, no, you got to get engagement. You know, that's how you measure the success of a community because we all struggle. I don't know any how many people have tried building a community themselves, but it's actually not not easy at all. So with regards to engagement, what are your thoughts around that and, and how to build a, a successful community in your opinion? I think the greatest, the greatest trick to engagement is offering your stage. If you make it, if you make it clear that if you engage enough, you get to be a star on the stage, more people will engage. Like that is, that's just fact, right? I learned this. I, I developed this stuff from creating these young professional groups for different charities in Miami, right? We started with Habitat for Humanity. We got to this format where for the young professionals, we'd recruit them, you know, to be involved and blah, 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 add to your resume. But our, our, our meetings, our, our, our monthly meetings were at the board, at the, at the, at the conference room of one of the board members of the charity itself. And because we were doing that, the board member would show up, tell us about their career and how they got ahead and how they got connected in Miami. And we'd have chop it up with them for 15 minutes after that. And then we'd plan the happy hour. We'd plan the volunteer event. We'd plan the, 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 the fundraiser together, right? And then as that grew, we started allowing people in the, in the group to then go, all right, you want to host a panel, right? So like, so first you're, you're offering this like ability to connect to the CEO of Writer Corporation, the superintendent of schools, right? Like different, different high level people because the highest level people in your community are, are giving people and they're on the boards of nonprofits, right? So that was the first level of connection. And then once we started hosting like panel events for other young professionals, that became the excuse to reach out to anybody that you wanted in your network and say, hey, we're going to have a panel about X and we're going to have young professionals show up for this. And, and that allowed you to create those relationships, right? So we, we, we replicated that across multiple young professionals groups for different nonprofits organizations in Miami and created a whole movement around it. And then now we've just reverse engineered this into, into content. But the, the main thing is that idea that like the people that you want to attract are people that care about a cause. So they're going to want to get on that stage and talk about their angle for it. Right. So like, if you make it clear that there's a path to a stage, then people are going to subscribe and they're going to stick around because they see where that tangible value is outside of just the feel good piece. Right. So it's make it obvious what the value is of, and I guess that's the bigger answer, make obvious what the value is to engagement. And for me, the trick has been I can make you a star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things, Pablo, you mentioned about like giving the stage and it, it has, it has been very 
uh, disappointing to see how many communities and people and companies don't do that. And the abundance mentality is really what is, is the most sustainable way of growing forward. A lot of times, I think that is what keeps people away. I know, I know of very smart, amazing, brilliant people, but they never cross across the, they, they never cross the street. So they're still sitting on their side of the road trying to say I'm the best, smartest person. But if they only would cross the street, they would see that there's a whole tribe sitting there that would open arm, engage with conversations with them. And I think, but it's hard. Uh, it's hard to do because you have to let your ego be aside. You have to, you have to assume the best in people for that. You have to recognize that people in general inherently aren't trying to do evil stuff. They're going to do best thing. Like, for example, in Peak, we never put any guidelines. We never did because the people who were in the beginning in the Peak community, we, we, just, were, we just poured into it to recognize that, all right, you are part of it. You are the founding members of this community. You all need. So Kaleem and Paul, Scott, and you know, a lot of the people like Kira like the people who have been here from day one, like they have pretty much built the community from for where it is. It's really them who who wrote it, wrote it. So I think it's interesting. And I hope people recognize what the bigger point, Pablo, you were making there is, is it's extremely hard to do it, but that's really where the magic really starts to happen. Oof, that was a golden nugget right there. I'm going to have my team clip that and paste that across all my social media channels. So if you could just give this a pause right now, go into the show notes and connect with me on whatever platform you like to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you want to be a part of my life in connect with me there. I'm going to share that clip and you can share it with your friends so that they get the same lesson. It'll be adding value to their life. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the show. If you haven't already hit five star review, right? You don't have to leave a review. You just got to hit five stars. If you want to leave a review, cool. And maybe send the episode to your friend. That would be awesome. That's it. I'm done. Back to the show. Hey, Amen, man. Thanks for, thanks for validating all that, right? Like to me, it was very obvious the moment I joined this community that that's what you're doing. And I was like, I'm all in, right? And, and I, I don't know if you were there when I said it, but to me, I, I phrase that as it's more powerful to be a kingmaker than a king. And people people don't understand that, right? They want to be king. But like, if you if you come across as a kingmaker, everybody that wants to be king wants to be your friend. So yeah. I, I just think that's really, really powerful. And to your point, the moment I got into peak community, I was like, this Kaleem guy is really making the best out of this. I want to show up like him, <laughs> right? Like I want to yeah. like every post and encourage everybody. This is awesome. And, and, yeah. and look at me now, I get to talk on the peak stage, right? Like, yeah. so yeah, I, I think there's a clear, clear, clear line of sight here. Once you identify it and the reticular activator hits, you start recognizing this stuff. And those are, those are the communities that become really, really valuable. And those are the communities that attract the highest level people like you've done. I think it's awesome, man. Thank you for doing this. May I add some, may I add something? Yep. I think uh, what it does that is amazing. And I kind of like to summarize Sangram, what you said in two little words, it's, it's vulnerability and trust. You got to be vulnerable. You got to ask things that you don't know, because otherwise you the people with the answers won't come to you. And like you said, you've got to trust that it's going to do the right thing. But then to complement that, what happens when you do that, which is exactly what Pablo said and you said, it attracts the right people. Like if you look at the people on this call and I'm, I'm at awe that I was able to sneak peek into this and first of all, see Pablo speak again, which I'm always amazed. And I get to talk to him seven hours a day and I'm still amazed. Every but 
it's just an amazing group of people, all that are absolutely brilliant in something that can provide value to this community, right? Every community would be something else. Some people like, you know, to collect crickets and that's fine. If you're a cricket collector, that would be awesome to be, you know, surrounded by other cricket collect, collect, you know, collectors. But if you're a marketer, this is an amazing community and it's an amazing community because you allow the people to be vulnerable and ask questions and present valuable information, which attracts more of the same kind of people. And that's the trick. Cool. All right, Natalie and Joe, you got to say something now because I'm looking at you. Joe's the guy that helped me come up with a terminology internet talk show. I, I was like, relationship flywheel, uh, value-driven yeah. content, blah, blah, blah. He is, he's the ultimate simplifier, man. Joe, that's added so much value to I love him. that. Love that. So yeah, I'll just elaborate a little bit, Pablo, on the comment that I left in, just because you invited you know, uh, some feedback into how we can work together to really push the presentation as far as it possible. One thing that I that really stuck out to me when you were starting to talk about, if you look at the format that is really popular across mediums, like what format has stood the test of time? It's the talk show. But really the reason that that is, is the same reason why the oral story tradition, like passing stories through oral means has been you know, that's how stories have been passed along for millions of years. And it's because human beings are built for that level of communication. We're built for conversation and the everything from the inflection of the tone of voice and going and like the subtle body language of your eyebrows pointing up versus eyebrows pointing down we're social creatures and conversation is like the ultimate manifestation of that. So, yeah, I just, I just wanted to point out basically that like, if I think there's an opportunity to, to squeak that into that portion of the presentation, showing that that's the reason why these, this format is, has, has been so successful. Yeah, because it's part of our nature. You're saying the human to human nonverbal cue features that you don't get in asynchronous communication is like is what makes it pop. Or just just that human beings are designed for conversation. And so the the format of a talk show allows you to have those long form conversations. Pablo, I've got another one that just hit me. Maybe, I mean, I always do this and I don't know if it's, it's, it's outdated because not outdated. I'm not outdated, but the idea might be outdated. We all know, I mean, look at the stats at the moment and it's, it's been like this for, for ages. The percentage of successful communities and then you can, people are going to say, so what do you term as a successful community? But you know what I'm saying? I mean, is it small? It's, it's like, it's like uh, when, when, when Sangram was doing the flip my funnel, less than 1% of, you know, leads turn into deals, that kind of uh, stat. I would maybe look at because you you are using something uh, you built a category right that's what you guys call it right <laughs> to man so um, I would use some research of of the failures of how people are trying to build communities maybe put that in the beginning as a as a slide as well to show to have more impact on the success that you're having with your model that you are doing with regards to building a community and making it the center of go-to-market as where other people are not making it the center of go-to-market but are trying to do it as just brand community or innovation co-creation community or a product service, uh, product development community 
or a service community trying to do it at the uh, you know every, every company they're trying to do it on the outside but they're not making it as the ethos the culture Kaleem where you you said something phenomenal on LinkedIn today you used a word the, the ethos of the center of your go to market it wasn't ethos it was another word he used it was brilliant though. but I don't know maybe that would have a huge impact I, I agree, man. I got I got to do more research on that stuff. Like I said, man, like I, I feel like I parachuted into all this and I got real lucky with it. And just like this trick is working for me and I recognize it so I can speak about it and I want to evangelize it. But yeah, the next the next level is finding out, you know, really being able to contextualize across, you know, how it breaks in other places. And I've, so far, I've only been able to differentiate between why this content creation mechanism is actually community and go to market all in one and versus just a podcast or, 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 or whatever it is. Right. So, but yeah, man, that's, that's really good. I, I recently read David Spinks's book, the business of belonging, and he's got a great framework of spaces of all these different types of community models. And that's opened up my mind to this idea of how I can position it versus other things. Thanks, man. Yes. Kaleem with a hand raised. Give me one sec. Hold on. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want to zoom in on one word, right? Because, you know, there's the relationship flywheel, right? And then there's the, the internet talk show, which, which is the, what you are, what, what, what's basically the easiest starting execution of relationship flywheel, in a sense. You can layer onto that over time, right? But if there's one word that I want to focus on in this, narrative-wise, it's actually the word co-creation. I believe that the game-changing nature of the model is, is through co-creation, right? The idea is that we, we co-create our way in go-to-market, right? Yep. Before, it was much more, it's like siloed company creation and then put it out there and try to see what works at scale, right? And now it's, it's, it's a co-creation where the community is actually creating that go-to-market together in a sense over time with you. Yeah. Some people knowingly, some unknowingly. But you can, what I'm saying is that relationship flywheel is a much bigger strategic shift. If I'm going to write a book now, I'm going to do it differently than I would have two years ago. Because I'm going to do a relationship flywheel. I'm going to co-create the book with people who I want, who are, who are going to bring value there, right? And who I want to be guilty by association with. I'm going to nurture those connections. And I'm going to magnify the content from that book, whether that's in written, video, whatever, right? So I'm just, I, I want to highlight how this is a bigger strategic shift of co-creation as the engine. And, and the internet talk show is the easiest way to start that journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's great that you brought that up and you definitely inserted that into the lexicon, man. And I think it's awesome. We we describe it as and by the way, I think what you just described is not I think Sangram is kind of pioneering that in the in the way that you're bringing your book to market, right? Like you're giving everybody a little piece of that and giving them acknowledgments and letting them own a little bit on a book level. So that is that is another context of doing this. We we refer to it as in order to in order to really differentiate it and you know, damn the demand, right? We, we, we say that this is relationship out content versus audience in, right? Yeah. So most people think, what does my audience want? I'm going to go create content with them. I think, who do I want to get close to and how can I make content with them? And then the content is just a bonus because at the end of the day, the relationship is what's going to drive everything. 
So it's relationship out content, but it it all centers around co-creation. I'm just languaging it, right? Yeah, co-creation is inside out. hundred percent. It is co-creation. Yeah. Hey, Pablo, Sangwin just mentioned it's actually from the real Sangwin. <laughs> if you could, um, <laughs> you could not not his twin. Um, <laughs> you could post um, the deck in the community because he wasn't able to see it since he missed hundred percent. And then, of course, we'll have this recorded. We have this recorded as well. Spoiler alert, this is also going to make into a podcast and I'm going to make a ton of content out of it. Should be. Should be. I mean, that's that's how it should be. It makes perfect sense. Thanks, man. Thank you, Pablo. Appreciate uh, you sharing, sharing your thoughts. I want to go take a look at it now even more. Right, Thanks. It's an honor, man. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all so much for coming. Thanks, guys. Pablo, that was fantastic. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Pablo. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and you got a bunch of value out of it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me if you reached out to our guest and let them know what you learned, what you thought about it. Everything that you need to connect with them is going to be in the show notes. And on top of that, why don't you double up and reach out to me? I'd love to hear from you. It really is why I do this is so that I can meet awesome people. I would love to hear from anybody that you think should be on this podcast, including yourself, about how you build world-class relationships, how you create community, how you lead companies in this relationships over transactions methodology. And if you believe in that stuff, that is what we're doing at my company, Be The Stage. You can check it out at bethestage.live. But the Cliff Notes version is... We've learned that most companies know that they need to be making content and they know that they really want to drive a community. But where do you start with that stuff? The best way to start doing that is to create an internet talk show because it allows you to create a strategic relationship with a guest one-to-one while you create strategic relationships with the audience one-to-few. And then when we repurpose the show for you and spread it out all over social media, you're creating relationships one to many. It is the ultimate relationship-driven growth engine to feed your entire pipeline, marketing team, and customer success. What companies call their go-to-market strategy can now be driven by community. If you're interested in that, go to bethestage.live, check it out, reach out to me. I would love to create an internet talk show just for you. Now, if you'll indulge me, I'm going to take a play out of the book of one of my heroes, Christopher Lockhead, the godfather of category design, co-author of my favorite business book, Play Bigger, and my favorite newsletter, Category Pirates, which I'm going to link in the show notes because I think you should subscribe. It's the smartest thing basically in the world. Anyways, at the end of his podcast, which is Follow Your Different, he always shouts out and gives a roll call to people that he thanks, and I want to do that too. I want to thank my team at Be The Stage. I want to thank JP, who is the editor of this content, the guy that makes all the cool micro content and makes everything look cool. Joanna, who distributes a lot of the stuff. She writes a lot of the descriptions. Nicola, who is... Uh, my buddy that I've been mentoring for a couple of years out of Bulgaria, a really bright 15-year-old kid that writes a lot of the captions on social media. 
Marge, who is always keeping track of everything. She is the executive assistant of the dreams that all come true. Gina, who is a world-class integrator. She is our COO. She is the one that is just making all the processes happen. Whenever I say something, she designs a way to make it happen. It's incredible. My business partner, Isar, who without him, none of this stuff could be possible. That guy is the best. He's got an awesome podcast. It's called the Business Growth Accelerator. You should totally check that out. I want to thank my parents. They're my inspiration. They're the best. My family. I love them to pieces. My wife, Marta, who is my muse and my inspiration for everything. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, go do it now. But before you do that, if you haven't checked out either episode seven or episode 69, those are my 2019 and 2020 last call tracks where I give this like rapping, talking, motivational speech over like a really cool beat. It's actually the beat that I have on this podcast right now that I had custom produced by my guy, Michael out of Russia, who's a sick beat producer. Check that stuff out. That is the origin story of my business, the origin story of what I'm up to. And it's really what I am most proud of. Episode seven, episode 69 of this podcast. Hope to see you on the next one. Hit me up on social media. I love you. Don't forget relationships over transactions. That is the way that you win. It's a long game. Human beings are happiest when they're in service. So serve others and you will be able to open any door that you ever wanted. Never forget that. If you don't know how to serve others, everybody needs an extra cheerleader. Cheer for people. Be invested in their future. See what you can do for them. It all comes back in the long run. I really hope you reach out to me. I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. I want to help you achieve your dreams. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome rest of your day.